Good morning. It's good to be with you this Sunday morning. Um, I know you were expecting us to continue on with the question series, but we had a little bit of an audible this morning. So um, this morning I'm actually going to be uh, preaching on um, our, our treasure, okay? Next week we'll, we'll pick up with our series and I'll be preaching on the Holy Spirit. Um, continue to just pray for uh, Pastor Nick who's been not well, no speaking voice whatsoever, all right? Amen. So uh, turn in your Bibles to page 1476 if you would. 1476. We're going to talk about heavenly treasure. We're going to read verses uh, 19 and 20. Now, do not store up for yourselves uh, treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, verse 21, there your heart will be also. Um, This morning we are going to look at a brief part of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, The Sermon on the Mount starts in in chapter 5 of uh, Matthew and goes through chapter 7. And it talks about something very practical, which is our personal holiness. Um, And it it breaks down into 10 sections. If you look at Matthew chapters 5 through 7, there's there's 10 really clear sections. There's five sections up until the point where my text starts. Um, So the first one has to do with... um, the, the message that talks about the blessings of being the citizens of, of, of Christ's kingdom, you know, the Beatitudes, right? The second session talks about salt and light, the fact that we as Christians are to be that which preserves the world. We are, as Christians are to be that which demonstrates what is true and righteous and holy and beneficial in society, salt and light. The third section has to do with uh, righteousness contrasted against what is uh, uh, unrighteous, that those who are righteous are those who um, obey God, those who um, are invested in in him personally compared to those who are not. Uh, And then the uh, fourth section is the Christian walk without hypocrisy. Uh, The fifth section then is this section about what our primary focus on in life should be. Now, um, it's, a, it's a discussion about, about money, about financial things, about what is important to your life. Uh, growing up for myself personally in Chicago, not with a lot of means, financial means, um, figuring out what, what true treasure is has been kind of a process for me, all right? Uh, so when you grow up without much, in a house with a mom, five kids, single apartment, what you dream about is breaking out of that kind of poverty situation and, and having a good and profitable life, right? And so you think about how to break through. You think about going to college. You think about getting a great job. You think about those kinds of things. And so as I went through University of Illinois and Northwestern for grad school, 
my focus was on wealth creation. I felt that if I could earn much, if I could save much, um, then I would have true wealth and I could escape from kind of the poverty of my past. That was kind of my mindset. And if you think about your journey as an American in our society, listen, things are quite, are quite good here. And it's very easy to think as you go through life that if I can just save and store up enough financial resources, things will be, will be fine. I, I won't need much else, right? So that has kind of been uh, the perspective that I've had on money. And then, but as I got, got older and became to know Christ and, and, and scriptures would talk about eternal things, uh, I recognized that I needed to, to rethink my values, all right? And that's what this text does this morning. I want to talk about the difference between earthly treasures, you know, finances, cars, clothing, that kind of thing, and eternal treasures. I want to talk about that. This message won't be a lengthy one, uh, probably maybe 20 or 30 minutes, so, uh, I would, but I do, I do want to focus in on those things. The first thing that we need to recognize about heavenly treasure, about earthly treasure rather, is that it is carnal. It appeals to our physical needs and appetites. The word, word carnal actually means pertaining to the flesh. Um, and it's okay, I mean, we, we've gotta eat, we've gotta have housing, right? Uh, but the admonition that Jesus gives us here is for things beyond our basic needs. Uh, what he's trying to su suggest to us that beyond what we need basically is, is, a, is a danger zone. In fact, if we look in uh, Galatians chapter 8, there's an admonition. It says that if we live to feed our carnal nature, it'll destroy us. It'll lead us into places that we don't want to be. Um, carnal nature. The first, that's the first part. The second thing has to do with that earthly treasures are temporal. So what you're looking at here is my uh, first car. This is my uh, a Ford Probe. I want to say this is a 1990 Ford Probe, all right? Um, I, I, uh, I mean, having had no automobile, uh, I mentioned to you earlier about my mom as a single uh, parent, and she didn't have a car. So when I got this car, I thought, man, this is it. I finally kind of arrived, right? Married guy, nice sports car. Um, so uh, the first thing that went wrong with this car is that the hood light went out. Now, I bought the car the very next week. Hood light goes out and it drains my battery, right? Then there's this gear shift indicator. So you, you, you shift gears, it goes out uh, inexplicably in the first uh, year. And, um, and, and, and then here, here's the, the, the one thing that really got me was, uh, so there's this window, the door, and the fit wasn't right. And so when I'd be driving on the expressway and the highway, wind would just be whistling in. <laughs> Um, the first year, the 13th month, the car radio just went out, right? And the thing that got me about this is it had a warranty, but the warranty ended at 12 months. <laughs> so five years into this vehicle, my wife is driving from where we live in Westchester to my mom's house, her mom's house in Gurney. And uh, as she's got my kid in the car, she's driving, and on the route to, the, to her mom's house, the engine gets on fire. And, the, and then the, kind of the engine kind of drops out of the bottom, right? <laughs> True story. 
in the midst of this particular situation, though, um, there's a tow truck that happens to be right behind, behind my wife, right? The tow truck uh, guy t- sees my wife, picks the car up, and just says, hey, listen, I'll take it. I can tell you guys don't want it. I'll take it. And for 200 bucks, they just took the car, right? <laughs> that was when I learned the merits of owning a Toyota that, I, that still stick with me to this day. What I'm trying to suggest here, though, is that, that earthly treasures are temporal. Um, they don't last long, and so if you invest your hearts in them, you're going to end up being disappointed like I was with my Ford Probe. And then earthly treasures do not provide security. That's the, that's the real deception. I figured that if I could just increase my 401ks, if I could just have a great job, that things would go well and, and I could flourish. But it really isn't true. First John 2, 16, 17. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has does not come from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Um, I came to Madison in 2006. Between 2007 and 2010 was something they called the Great Recession, all right? I don't know if, if, if some of you kind of remember if you were working and raising kids during that phase. If your heart was really in money, that was a really scary time, okay? Um, your job seemed like it was in jeopardy almost every year. It was uh, people were uh, being laid off in record numbers. Here are some of the impacts on society. I just did a very cursory review of what happened to American wealth between 2007 and 2010. The average household net worth dropped in half. It was 107,000 and it went down to 57,000. I'm talking about treasures that don't last, insecurity in terms of financial stuff. And during that same period, the Dow Jones Industrial Index is 30 of the best companies in America. Their value dropped 50% over that same period. You see all of our money and resources are even on earth, its ability to secure your financial state is questionable. In fact, the Bible tells us it's, it's fruitless, fruitful. So what we want to do is we want to be good stewards of our money. We don't want to waste resources. We do want to prepare for things ahead. We don't want to put our hearts into that which does not last. And, and, and the other thing with money is, though it has some temporal value for our lives, right? It is useless for our eternal lives. That is to say, God puts no stock in your ability to accumulate wealth in terms of looking at um, your preparation for eternity. So that's not it. So if God does not want us to build financial wealth, to invest ourselves in accumulating wealth, what does he want us to invest ourselves in? But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy, 6 and 20, and where thieves do not break in and steal. What are heavenly treasures? 
uh, 1 Timothy 6, 10 through 11. So Paul is writing to Timothy and he is trying to encourage him about what is uh, critically important. Now he's a pastor, so he's writing some pastoral instruction, but in the course of that, he's also given him some instruction about godliness, about, about our lives. He says this, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for it have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Um, I want to talk about heavenly treasures, and I want to suggest that there are three attributes of heavenly treasures. The first thing is that these attributes are the very qualities of God. And so when we talk about God and who he is, we are talking about his love and his righteousness that lasts forever. We're talking about his mercy and grace. In fact, all the things that, that we love about God, that he embraces us, that he looks past our faults, right? These are the things that are eternal. Um, when I think about eternal, eternity, we recognize that in the scripture there are certain things. We know that we will have, those who are come to Christ will have um, new bodies. We know the scripture talks about what heaven will be like nominally, not with clear detail. We recognize that the streets will be paved of gold. We'll see Christ as he is, right? We'll be, we'll be known, uh, we'll see him and be known as we are known, right? But uh, the, what, what's the blessings of heaven really is this, that there will be nothing that causes offense. The things that we deal with and struggle with, uh, illness and strife and struggle, uh, will be re re removed and replaced by peace and righteousness and joy. That really is our hope. So that our, our heavenly values, our heavenly things, our, our character, it's, uh, it's, it's peace on earth, it's flourishing. That's what we are to look for and that's what we are to aspire to. And these attributes, bless humanity by allowing us our human relationships to flourish. Um, um, this is uh, Judy uh, Critzberg. Um, when I was a kid growing up in Chicago, this woman uh, was my hero teacher. Uh, so I went to a very kind of exclusive prep high school and was woefully unprepared to, when I got there. And I was placed, I don't know how they placed me into it, but they placed me into an Algebra two class as a freshman, and I had never had Algebra before. And, and so Dr. Davis was a nice guy, and he saw I was struggling mightily. And so what he did was he took me out of that class, and he sent me into Mrs. Critzberg's Algebra one class. And Mrs. Critzberg and I kind of just hit it off right off the bat. And um, so where I was struggling getting C's and D's in her class, it was right on pace. Um, she would teach, she would tutor uh, 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 on a couple of uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I would go into special tutoring. She would provide extra help for me, would stay after class. In a very short term time, I moved up to like A work. Um, Mrs. Critzberg gave me my first car. It was a 1969 uh, Nova rusted out in the bottom. You remember those Fred Flintstone kind of commercials? You know, it was that kind of a deal. But I had never owned a car, and so she was, hey, I've got a vehicle for you. Um, she just loved me. 
So that year I ended up getting an A in, the, in her class and the next year I had Mrs. Christopher for Algebra two, got a B. Um, flash forward about 30 years. Mrs. Kritzberg was um, about to retire. I, I called in in 2010 and I said, is, is Mrs. Kritzberg still teaching? And they said, no, she's not teaching anymore. Or, or no, she said, no, she's about to retire. I said, when is her retirement ceremony? May. I was calling in April. I said, don't tell her, but I'm coming to her retirement ceremony. I'm just going to show up. 30 years after I had been in her, in her classroom. And I show up to Mrs. Critzberg's classroom, um, but I stop in the Westtown Mall. I buy this clock, at the, this, this clock at, at Things Remembered, and I put an inscription on the clock. And here's what it says. Thanks for being a tremendous teacher and a great blessing to me. I've had many good teachers over the years, but none whom I love and esteem more than you, Lloyd Biddle. So the clock might, might have cost me 50 bucks. I don't know, about this tall. Uh, so I go to the ceremony. I was surprised that after she had been teaching for 30 years at the school that very few people came to kind of celebrate. I, that kind of surprised me a lot, but uh, had a chance to visit with her, gave her the clock. She didn't open it up, and uh, we just caught up over the years and was glad to see that she was doing well. But uh, about four days later, I got a card in the mail. Dear Lloyd, how do I even begin to thank you? What a joy it was to have you be there for my retirement celebration. Your present, the clock with its message to me, means the world to me. Being a teacher means hoping that one has an impact on students' lives. The inscription on the clock will forever confirm that I did make a difference. You could not have given a more meaningful gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she goes on to finish the letter. Um, I can't tell you how much joy it brought me that where she said that this inscription will remind me that forever I made a difference. Now, it cost me about, I don't know, a full tank of gas to drive from Madison to Chicago and back, you know, 50 bucks in a $30 uh, trophy. But the impact to her would not be forgotten forever. So God is saying to us this morning in regards to spiritual things, in, in regards to real wealth, that you need to look out for that which will last forever. I have been uh, doing some uh, uh, counseling lately with uh, people that have been going through difficult times relationally. And um, if I could just share uh, one uh, word of, of caution or one letter of instruction, it would be to try to focus on what's going to last for eternity in terms of your difficulties. Look, try, can you look past your difficulties to suggest um, in terms of how I should behave and act and what I should deal with, 
what is the big picture? What is the long-term impact on myself and my spouse? What is the long-term impact on my children? What is the long-term impact on the kingdom of God? Right? That, that is our treasure. That is what God wants us to invest ourselves in. Um, so this morning, if you can keep that in mind, that our treasure is eternal, uh, then this message will have hit the mark. Let us bow in prayer. Dear Lord, um, we recognize, uh, or sometimes, Lord, it's hard to recognize what is really uh, important in life. Um, there are so many shiny things that grab our attention and uh, so many things that appeal to our, uh, our needs on the surface, the things that we desire and want, um, uh, our goals and such. But Lord, we want to be reminded of the things that you think are important, uh, like your son Jesus Christ, like our salvation, like our relationships, uh, like, like unity and mercy and grace and blessing. And Father, we pray that you would allow those things to flourish in us and that the world will see a, a stark difference between what we value and what it values. And, and that they will see that our values are worth giving our lives to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, there's no cl closing song? No? We'll, oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> all right, we'll do something. Okay, all right.